Only a few select operators of the United States Intelligence Service knew the location of Secret Headquarters 13, lifelong residents of Washington who knew every cranny of the city intimately might never suspect its presence. It was reached by devious means, constantly and closely guarded, a suite without windows. On the desk of the inner room which served as the office of Z-7, a room filled with filing cabinets containing vital information of the utmost significance, a clock indicated the hour of 4 a.m. Operator 5 stood facing the man known as Gregor Burblog. A fast plane had carried them to the capital. A waiting car had whisked them to Headquarters 13 while Burblog remained blindfolded. Z-7 had opened the way for them only a few minutes previously. Now he watched the florid, stolid face of Burblog and noted the sullen defiance in the man's milky blue eyes. "'You,' Jimmy Christopher accused, "'are one of the chief leaders of the secret organization known as the Sons of Yurland,' Burblog answered in a thick accent. "'I know nothing of what you say.' "'Nevertheless, you are exactly that. On orders direct from Chancellor Shrek, you helped organize the Sons of Yurland.' You have established units in most of the principal cities of the United States. You have recruited all your landers in America into an organization sworn to race prejudice and the overthrow of the United States government. I know nothing. You have built the sons of Yurland into a militaristic machine. You have drilled the men like soldiers. They are put through the paces in uniforms, bearing rifles. In every principal city of the United States— your units are training under orders issued by Chancellor Shrek. That is true, Burblog. Do you deny it? I deny it. Very well, but the fact remains, Operator 5 declared grimly. We have been gathering information for some time on the activities of your organization. We know that it is part of a far greater militaristic plan for seizing control of this government. The consequences of your action, Burblog, will be far from pleasant." unless you speak. The Yurlander's heavy jaw clenched. I will not speak, he grated. Operator 5 smiled slowly. I admire your loyalty, Burblog, but I assure you, your position is hopeless. You are a prisoner of the United States government, incommunicado. He strode into the adjoining room. Settling at a desk, he inspected the documents he had brought with him from the hideaway in the abandoned Boston theater. Each was in code, He worked swiftly with pencil and pad, until the door opened and Z-7 entered. "'Burblog is being taken away,' Z-7 said. "'You ask for reports. Here they are, Operator 5.' Jimmy Christopher picked them up. The first was signed with the name of General Clayton, physician to the White House. "'The wireless operator of the Atlantic Trader is suffering from external anthrax. The disease is one contracted, usually by those working among animals, cattle or sheep.' or with the hides of these animals. It is carried by Bacillus anthracus in the air. The external is less malignant of the two forms. When the disease is internal or generalized, it brings about severe prostration, inflammation of the lungs and pleura. Death from collapse follows infection, from within a few hours to three or four days. When the disease is generalized, no known treatment is of any avail. Anthrax, Operator 5 exclaimed one of the most deadly diseases known. Perhaps you remember, Chief, there were serious epidemics of it during the war. There is no possible doubt that the men aboard the Icelandic trader were murdered by being deliberately exposed to the Bacillus anthracus. 
Z7's eyes smoldered. You're right. But what could the Icelandic trader have been carrying to justify such an attack? Perhaps nothing out of the ordinary, Jimmy Christopher answered. Machinery, foodstuffs, building materials, ordinary freight. But stuff highly valuable to the scavengers, chief, if there were no other way of obtaining them. For what? Z7 breathed. Chief, Operator 5 sat forward. We must not make the mistake of underestimating the power of the Shrekites. That would be fatal. We must realize that a gigantic plan, a plan staggering in its proportions, is underway at this very moment. The situation in Europe, in which Yurland and the Shrekites are the vital factor, should leave no doubt of that. Since Yurland's withdrawal from the League of Nations, it has been arming itself for war. You know the facts, Chief. Today, Yurland is strong.